Welcome, ho, ho, hoes. <laughs> I, I we need like what would Sabrina Carpenter say? You oh know, God. what would her nonsense Christmas version intro <laughs> for this be for our throbbing members? Oh my God, that's a lot to ask. I know. Oh my. Let's just pretend that she's here. Just pretend that you got a Sabrina Carpenter level intro instead of just me very sleepily welcoming the ho-ho-hos. She's so funny. I want to be her friend. She just seems like she gets it. So true. <laughs> so true. She does. Mm-hmm. Now I have nonsense and or the Christmas version of nonsense. I think I prefer the Christmas version. Or I at do least too, I just do because- in this moment. Just because, like, the nonsense, it fits so well for Christmas. It's true. And, like, the fact that she could write nonsense but then write the Christmas version. Mm -hmm. Like, I need your Charles Dickens. Like, I I think I was was just thinking about that line. (laughs) I need that Charles Dickens is the funniest line (laughs) in the entire song, actually. I just – her mind. That's so so true. That's so true. You know who else's mind is powerful? Who's? The people who submitted superlatives. So true. I don't know why it's like pulling teeth. I don't I don't know. Not all of y'all wanted to see things from us, I guess. But those of you who did, you came through. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate it because um I sure couldn't think of very many. No. So I I needed y'all to do that for me. Well, it's just more fun when people come up with them because like naturally they're just more creative and funny than we could ever be. True. True. Um, well, welcome to the final show. You've made it. Final episode. All right, we were singing different things there. Yeah, we were. That's That's okay. okay. Uh, (laughs) Together again. Again. Two sides of the same coin. Um, I'm We are the two wolves. (laughs) Once again. Mm -hmm. That's the theme of this whole season. Yeah. Just two wolves. Oh, the sleepiest howl um it's um it's a romance your tbr's uh 2023 season two superlatives the two wolves edition (laughs) two the two wolves inside of you edition that's probably true (laughs) i mean we can't say for certain until we go through these picks Mm -hmm. because obviously in true us fashion we have not shared the books that we chose before this no um but i'm intrigued I'm intrigued. Me too. We've got 20 superlatives to get through, I believe, if I counted correctly. So I didn't count, so I'm going to trust you. Well, look, it's it's the, when you're listening to this, the Friday before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So the brain cells, very few, very few, and they are not working very hard. They said no. it's time to sip some hot cocoa. Correct. I know. I realize I have to get the Christmas episode or whatever our holiday episode ended up being. I'll just release that on Christmas Eve morning. Oh, my God. Have a wonderful Sunday morning with us. Yeah. And maybe your loved ones, but really just us. So are we not their loved ones? Exactly. So like we take precedence, I think. Just I agree. Yeah. Speaking of us being loved ones and taking precedence. Um. Before we get into the superlatives, um, we decided to take on a project we didn't need to take on um, and do it anyway, which is sending anybody who wants one 
some friendship bracelets. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? I know. I'm watching your eyes dart around the room. Like, <laughs> I was like, uh, what have I agreed myself Did we to? really agree on this? I mean, we briefly discussed it. And no, this I, I agree. I was like, ran with it. I was like, did I, like, is there homework? I'm like, what? So what was I supposed to do? <laughs> I was like, there I was really a math test today. <laughs> I still have nightmares. I, I live in you. a college town, so I see college kids walking around with their backpacks, and I, like, get flashbacks, and I'm just like, I can't look at you right now. I mean, I graduated high school in 2017 mm-hmm. and that college in 2021. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, that's math. And I still have nightmares about, like, either being performing in a show without having done any rehearsals or like doing a scene in my acting classes without Mm. having prepped the scene and you just have to like go um which are actually way more stressful than any dreams I could ever have about a test because I was always a good test taker even if I didn't know what I was doing but you can't just make up (laughs) like lines in a performance that I I mean unless it's improv but it's not it's scripted and it was a nightmare I mean, literally, they were all nightmares. I still have them. It's bad. Classic. Um, we're not here to stress you out. The friendship bracelets. That's where we oh, were yeah. going. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say this is gonna be open to our U.S. listeners only. I'm so sorry if you're not in the U.S. But um, shipping. Yeah. I mean, if you really want them, you can Venmo us shipping, and we can. <laughs> Yeah, we'll make it work. Figure I guess. that out for you. But I think unless you really desperately yeah. want it, we're gonna go U.S. only. Basically, yeah. we're gonna make you three handful of mm-hmm. friendship bracelets. I've got so many beads, and we've got oh, upcoming yeah. days off of work. So yeah, yeah, beads in a dream. Beads in a dream. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna put up a Google form. You can find yeah. it at the link in our various bios slash in the show notes. Um, and you can fill it out and tell us your address. We promise we won't share your address with anyone. Um, Mm -hmm. and in fact, we'll delete it after we've sent everything out because Mm -hmm. data security. Um, I don't know. That freaks me out. Yeah. (laughs) I just really don't want to be responsible for somebody's address. Nope. Nope. Leaking some, I don't know why it would. Anyway, um, (laughs) tell us your address. We'll have some questions about like your favorite books and tropes or if there's anything specific you want from us. Will you all get a throbbing member bracelet? Probably. Absolutely. Um, and we'll, you'll, you'll get sometime in the new year, probably a little package of friendship bracelets from one of us. Yeah. Because. And if for some reason you want to send us friendship bracelets. That's so true. We sure can give you our addresses. Uh, yeah. um, there will be like a box that you can check and then we can email it to you or something. True. True. Um, I just want to have matching – well, not matching, but coordinating friendship bracelets. Oh, yeah. Oh, with yeah. With all the throbbing members. All mm-hmm. four of you. Just kidding. We were like 30 we have, people's top podcast. Yeah. We have at least 32 throbbing members. That's and true. I have That's decided true. that Kylie um, – Is the velvet – is steel. our velvet wrap steel <laughs> as as the impetus for the podcast? Yes, Kylie, you get the honor of being our velvet wrapped steel member. Mm-hmm. You'll <laughs> get a very special, the highest um, honor. Yeah, you'll get a very special uh, bracelet. Hopefully, you you sign up. If you don't, I'll just somehow find out your address and drive to you because <laughs> she's in Minnesota. Yeah, too. just somehow we'll find it. You know, we'll my, stop you. It's I fine. had to recently um, find some information online for a friend 
um, because she got some weird mail in her uh, teaching mailbox. And the high that I got from properly finding this information was very great. I pride myself on I, – I have a friend who also is very good at this, but I will take it a step further than she will sometimes. <laughs> Anytime there's like a hot guy on like mm. a dating app or that we have met, if we have like a very small amount of information – because dating apps, you don't get last names. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and assume that this guy – He'd probably recognize himself if he heard me telling this story, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that he would never, ever listen to this <laughs> podcast, so I think I'm safe. If you do realize this, um, don't tell me. Just keep that to yourself, because I am actually crazy for brave. this. Um, but we were talking, and I knew his major. We had gone to the same college, although we mm-hmm. didn't know each other. Um, and I knew his major, and I knew the year that he graduated, and I knew like the specific program within his major Mm -hmm. um and I was trying to find his last name so that I could look up more about him and I ended up finding the graduation recording from his uh like school we've all been there um but the thing is there's like hundreds of students so I had to go find when his specific like you know like focus was mentioned and then I just kind of sped watched it until he walked the stage but the thing is he had kind of an odd last name so -hmm. the person mispronounced his name which I didn't realize at the time and I couldn't figure out how to spell it so I was trying a million different spellings until eventually I was like you know what I can't find him so instead I looked up um another girl who had also graduated And had an easy to spell name and I found her on Facebook and she happened to be friends (laughs) with him (laughs) <laughs> and I was able to do a lot of internet stalking from there because I had his full name. Yep. Which, like, is a lot. It was like a two hour video. And so my friends had found it and they were like, but we're not going to watch that whole thing. That'd be crazy. And I was like, well, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I, I did spend a while, <laughs> um, like, fast forwarding to the part where he was. I'm just, you can never be too safe. So um, true. I wish it was out of know. a sense of safety. It wasn't, yeah. it was a sense of nosiness. <laughs> I'm so good. And I was so proud of myself, too. I was like, guys, I found him. They Mm -hmm. were like, how? I was like, don't ask. (laughs) She's got a certain set of skills. I do have a certain set of skills. Boy, can Mm -hmm. I track down some information on men. And boy, can you read historical romance. Boy, can we? Both Mm -hmm. of us. And we can talk about it. We sure can. We sure can. Look at us. Hey. Look at us. Look at us. All right. Um, story about me being kind of a stalker over onto the historical romance superlatives of 2023. The perfect transition, might I add. Yeah. What a flawless segue. Never been better, really. I agree. We're saving agree. the best for last. Um, for context, these are just historical romances that we mm-hmm. read in the year 2023. Some of them are specific to the year, but we will specify. Yeah. Most of them are just because we read them this year. And not all of them were spoken about on the podcast. So I agree. Let's let's jump in, shall we? Mm-hmm. We shall. Um, starting off, um, this was a, a listener prompt. Most likely to take a walk in the moors looking moody. I love this one. I do too. There were a few that could have worked. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I ended up going with, I sure can't remember the character's name, but the hero from uh, Never Cross a Highlander by I did that Lisa too. Rain. Did you really? <laughs> I love how we start this off saying we're the two wolves and then we're yeah, the same Yeah, we're wolf. actually the same wolf. Um, Damn. I ca- I ha- you had to. It was obvious. It's it's, it's angsty and moody mm-hmm. and also set and in Scotland. But also, like, it makes you want to, like, punch the air and, like, kind of, like, jump around a little bit. So, like, there's yeah. room on the moors to do that, like, true. when it gets to that time. It's true. You got some battles. You've got mm-hmm. some angst. Mm-hmm. You've got like, some... Like, you had to do something Scottish for like, the moors, I felt like. Yeah. You needed that angst. And I just mm-hmm. feel like he... I don't remember if he actually did walk around moodily, but if he didn't, he could have, you know? You're right. Yeah. He probably did. Probably. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has to. They like banged by a waterfall, right? They sure did. They might as well walk around in the moors while they're at it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Delicious. Delicious indeed. We are sure going to do an episode on that book in season three. We will. Lisa it's, Rain, we already spoke yes. to her, but if you're listening, we still want you on the podcast. It's still we happening. Want you so bad. <laughs> it will happen. Yes. I'm so excited for that one. Wow. Look at us go having the same one. I thought I was being so sneaky with that one. Nope. No. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Um, the next one um, was the was uh, – It doesn't matter. We don't have an order. We're just going. No, I just didn't know if this was a user or a oh, okay. listener submitted one. Um, but most likely to reread. I think it was um, user submitted. Okay. Yes. Um, I did one that I just re- listened to recently, which was Dukes Prefer Blondes by Loretta Chase. Mm. Um, it was so good, and I just know I didn't take it all in, mm. like, when I listened to it. Like, I, w- I was playing around with doing ones that I've already listened to, like, or reread, because I'm like, I do that, but I was like, no, this is one that I have to reread in 2024, most likely. Um, and they just had such great banter, and, like, the way that they acted together and the things that they did, it was just perfect. And I just need to reread it to take it all in again because, mm. oh, it was so good. And I just don't think I got, like, the proper amount of time of me talking about it because I just read it and we had, like, one episode after <laughs> after that. And it probably – I think it even got cut. I think I cut it out because I'm heartless. <laughs> so it's it's the time to shine for Dukes Prefer Blondes by Loretta Chase. So true. Mm-hmm. Mine um, – Standard disclaimer, this is a forever book. I work for forever, blah, blah, blah. Um, My Rogue to Ruin by Erica mm, Ridley. Specifically, I, I think because I would love to do like a Winchester series reread anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But this may be my favorite of the se- – it's hard to say. I say that about every Winchester book that comes mm-hmm. out. So I need to do a reread of all of them anyway. But also I read it as an arc – and now mm-hmm. I would love to listen to the audiobook. The audiobook is really good. That's how I, I listen to it. I have no doubt. Um, and also mm-hmm. Tickletums is there. Tickletums, the homing hedgehog in training. And I just love him. Mm-hmm. And I love Marjorie. I just, the, I, oh, the, the romance was are just so, so like, but that one, it was, it felt so different. Like it felt very mm-hmm. campy, mm-hmm. but like a good, like, mm-hmm. A screwball heist plot, like how they get themselves into this like situation. I really feel like each of the Winchesters, like the it's style so is kind of similar, but each of them really has its own yeah. feel. Like each sibling really gets their own moment to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love that series. But uh, mm-hmm. the like locked in a room forging things, but also secretly being like double agents of it all. <laughs> the heists, mm-hmm. the homing hedgehog in training. I will never recover. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I just and, I, I'm very excited to reread that one. And the the way that they were both lonely as well. Don't talk like Don't I know. Okay. Because like she's got like a huge family, but also like she had her own things. Mm-hmm. About, oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So good. Also, bonus disabled heroine. Mm-hmm. She is partially deaf, and I really enjoyed reading that like element of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Next one, which I believe was also user. I think the first chunk are all yeah user submitted. Um, a book I wish I'd never read. Uh, listen, this was this hard. Was actually hard. Usually, there are very few times I wish I hadn't read a book, even if mm-hmm. I didn't like it. But I could have done without Texas Destiny. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Lorraine Heath. I've enjoyed the other books of your. I think I've only other, ever read the one other Lorraine Heath, actually. But I loved that one. Crazy statement. I know. You need to. Read I know. More. I know. I know. It's just that I read The Earl Takes All, and it was so good. And then we read Texas Destiny, and it's one of the very few books of this year that I'm like, I could have not read that. Listen, okay. I have another one from that series on this list, um, because sweet baby Jesus, I did- she did things in that series that should never be done again or before. Um, crimes were committed. Crimes were committed. I just, like, it's not a book that I really feel like, you know, I didn't enjoy, but at least I, like, learned yeah. something or, like took something yeah. away i just really could have not read it and my life would be the same yeah and i wouldn't have had to read that book so we talked more about it in the episode on it and also in mm-hmm. the last episode so i'll just i'll just leave that there yeah and i i didn't choose i don't think i chose any of the ones we did for our old school school just because um i wanted to talk about more books and I feel like I had like a good amount, but I kind of cheated because this is not Whitney, my love, but it is Until You and Miracles by Judith McNaught. And the thing about that is I – it's so hard to say that I wish I'd never read it, but like mm-hmm. the disappointment mm-hmm. that I felt after reading it made me wish that I had just never read it or the two because it was Nikki's book was the Miracles novella mm-hmm. and she somehow ruined him too. That's like yeah and like people commented on my review being like yeah what happened? It was 80 pages. How could it go so wrong? I'm like <laughs> I don't know. But seriously, every every turn that a hero could take wrong, they did. It was a labyrinth of wrongs. Um I didn't have FOMO, I had WOMO. Wish I'd missed out. <laughs> Like that's Wemo. Well, Wemo. What? What? Fear. So fear of want of missing out. Want of missing. Okay. Yeah. I wish I would have missed out (laughs) because I just I loved Steven so much in Whitney, my love, Mm -hmm. and I ranked until you less than Whitney, my love, because it was like everything about that book was fantastic besides Steven, but he was in it so much because unfortunately (laughs) he was the hero. Like I just. He made so many, uh, like, horrendously terrible decisions, and the heroine was so good, and the story was so well-written, but, man, Womo. 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 So, that one hurt. (laughs) It hurt so bad. Um, uh, Next one was also a listener submitted, and that is Class Clown, aka The Funniest. 
this was hard. It was hard. Um, I've read some funny books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I chose Gentle Rogue by Joe. I Lindsay. thought about Gentle Rogue. Yeah. I considered it. Mm-hmm. Because it just it was so good. And it just I did not anticipate. It. Like even you telling me, because you had read it before I did, <laughs> yeah. you telling me that it was funny and absurd and like not what we had been expecting did the not scene prepare me. of them having a serious conversation while he physically fights his way through yeah. all of those guys yeah like lives in my head rent free and just like the like the comedy of him knowing that she's this cabin boy and her thinking that she's pulling it off yeah and just oh my god it was it was great her thinking and just the narrator that she's nauseous <laughs> yeah. around him and him being like, oh, she's horny. Peak comedy. I just – and the way the narrator narrated it. Yeah. He kind of sounded like a little rat. Yeah. He was kind of great. And then yeah. I just read The Present, um, which is like a novella in the series. It's like a Christmas novella um, that kind of combines the Andersons and the Mallorys, the two separate families there. Um, and just the little bits you got of them in that. I was – because – I was attached to, like, every – this is the only one I've read in that series, uh, Gentle Rogue, and I guess the present. But, like, I was just so attached to everyone. But then they would talk about her brothers and, like, what happened in Gentle Rogue. And it just – because then they were ang- they were mad at each other. Or she was mad at him in the present. So then it was perfect because I always want her to be mad at him. Ugh, <laughs> oh, so good. I – this was tricky – I ended up going with Get Thee Off My Lawn by Dario oh, Vernon, which is crazy one. because that's the first book I read this year. I think I was gonna I was seeing if I could choose that one. I read it in 2022. Um okay. so I couldn't I couldn't quite choose it. I read it, it was I think it was literally my first book of January 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I had read it and then we were like, we need to do an episode on it, because that was one of our first episodes this season. Yep, very first Which book. Is nuts. Um it just it just cracked me. It's called first of all, Get Thee Off My Lawn. Um what's the tagline? A Regency rom-com with a swan problem. Mm. So already the premise of her having to go get her swan back off the neighbor's yard only for it to not even be her swan, <laughs> Gerald. Um the existence of Gerald the swan. The whole pro- her screaming I'm not even going to elaborate because it's a spoiler, but the moment where she screams, I think is so, which like, I don't normally remember tiny details like that. I mean, not Mm -hmm. tiny, but smaller details, especially from the first book I read in January, but oh my God. I just, that just cracked me up. Because I know Daria Vernon has done like other things. I need her to do just another like, his, like just regular like historical romance shenanigans filled campy thing. Yeah, I just love the shenanigans. There were so I many. I her to look camp straight in the eye. That's so and, and write something more because it was so good. Because there was like the secondary romance in yeah. there. Ugh. It just Fantastic. it just cracked me up. It was so... I just highlighted so much from it also, mm-hmm. I remember. Um, yeah. There we go. Next up, we have the most painful third act breakup. Which could be interpreted, I thought, a couple of ways. Because you can yeah. either go, like, painful like you hated it or painful yeah. like this was just emotionally difficult yeah. to read. I had a runner-up that I just hated it. But the <laughs> one I chose, I wanted to just, like, choose one that was both painful for me and for the characters. 
Yeah. In different yeah. ways. I ended up going kind of the latter. I said Marry Me by Midnight by Felicia mm. Grossman. Um, there, I was looking through and like there aren't a lot of did books you, that I really remember the third Did act, you choose right? that one for Say Don't Go? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that, that tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it just – and I had reread it recently, so I was also thinking about it. And mm-hmm. like it's just that the, he's just so sweet and I just wanted the best for him at all times. And then he's like, no, I'm leaving. Like you can tell me that you love me or I'm going to leave essentially. Yeah. And she can't. And he's so upset and hurt. And he tries to leave. And then there's like the drama of the third act and like the Cinderella of it all. And I yeah. – I, I, I uh, – uh, he's just so good. I just it love hurts. him. Also, this is a forever book. Did I say that? I'm just gonna throw that in there every time, just in case. Just in case y'all didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but also that I just love that book, and also that he deserved the whole world. Um, he and did. he fed family little mice and little birds, mice. and he was so lovely. And all he wanted was to like provide for a family of his own. That How gets many, me. I, like, it's just not a historical romance hero thing. Usually they're, they're avoiding marriage. I know. I would I would love to be able to pull some up. But, like, the ones where the hero just desperately wants a family oh, kind of take me out. Because we, we've talked about hits. before when they – or if they haven't wanted a family and then they, like, fall in love and they're like, wow, I want kids with, like, the heroine's eyes or hair. And then, oh, my God, it takes me out. I just – it was just so – like, and he, like, genuinely just wanted to, like, be a provider because it was something mm-hmm. he couldn't do. Like, that – he just wanted a family and to be loved. And I was like, shut up! What if I cry? What then? Anyway, there you go. Um, The one I chose um, was An Island Princess Starts a Scandal by Adriana mm-hmm. Herrera um, because Cora was in pain. Um, but so it, And for me, I was – in pain in a good way because like I just thought that and I think Cora thought too that her like running in to the wedding and attacking this man so sexily um (laughs) and causing him bodily harm and then being like I love you like let's be together and then Manuela was just like no it's too late that hurt because I did not expect I thought I was like well you just had like a crazy like interrupted wedding scene and then it's and then you go into the breakup. I was like, oh my god! And then Cora was just down for the count. She was like laying in the bed sheets that like smelled like Manuela. Like yeah. everyone in her life was like, are you like what? You're not. That's so true. You're not well. Um, and neither was Manuela, but it was like a different because like she was like I'm, because she got out of the marriage because of Cora. But then it it just hurt. But it was a good kind of hurt. Um, I will say my backup, my runner-up, if you will, was It Happened One Fight by Maureen Lee Lanker. Um, that one was painful because I loved the book and up until the third act, and then the third act just, like, did it make sense for the book? Yes. Was I happy about it? No. Um, and you could just see it coming from a mile away because the villain, she was like a reporter because this was a, a 19... 20s or 30s um, they were both like movie stars and it's kind of um it, it was fun to see like the, the old black and white movie stars like influence in it um and I really enjoyed the book a lot until the third act because you knew it was happening and he was so sweet and earnest and then the way she had to ruin his life and like shit on him publicly was quite literally 
a crime against me. So that hurt. That hurt a lot. I mean, my runner-up was Whitney, my love, just because I was so Ugh. mad about his conclusion ways. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. I didn't want to choose anything else by Judith McNaught, but mm. that one could have been yeah. for anything I'd rewrite or yeah. like painful because that man. Yeah. <sighs> Way to ruin a good thing. Um, next one is most heartwarming epilogue. And I had two, I had one, and then I was looking through my reads again and I was like, oh my God, how did I forget? And this is A Lady for a Duke by Alexis Hall. Mm. Um, also a forever book, but mm-hmm. I don't work there. But you don't work there. <laughs> I, I don't work there. Um, I just know Caroline supports the book as well. <laughs> um, I just think of Jack Scallion on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> Like, it just, that scene lives in my mind because the book was just so tender and you hurt so bad for them and for yourself. And then you get to the end and they're just so happy with their children. And it really did a number on me. Um, But yeah, Jack Scallion, I just think about it all the time. Mm. Yeah, I, I was scrolling through going, surely, I mean, epilogues. Why can't I think of any good? Mm-hmm. And then I got to it and I was like, oh, my God. I but of like course, the Secret Service of Tea and Tree. Yep. That was my runner up. I was like, okay, yeah. I think Caroline's going to choose that. So and I'm I did. Gonna... And I did. Yep. India Holton, yep. the way that you murdered my piece. Yeah. The way yep, that, that you yeah. were like, what if I took all three of the couples um, and then gave them to you? Yep. With all of their little children, um, and the women are like all friends, and they have bonded, and they're dancing mm-hmm. in the moonlight in the air magically, dancing and all moonlight. of the men are looking after the children and being so proud of them, and they're all just like so close and so happy, and all of those characters started out the series so like kind of unhappy, and now yeah. they're all just like they have their own little mini found family, and also I just loved all those books and all of those characters, and it just was like what if i smacked you across the face with your own feelings and i think that that was rude mhm it was and i'll yeah it uh, cuz those two those two like are epilogues that like i viscerally remember cuz like i read a few lorraine heath this year um cuz she's always an epilogue queen for me but i read most of them during the harper collins strike and i was in my reviews was like i'll write a review once the strike's over and i never did um because I'm me and so like I don't remember the ones there and then these two are just so vivid um I'll also add a gentleman's gambit or the gentleman's gambit by Evie Dunmore you haven't read it yet but the epilogue in that the book wasn't my favorite but the epilogue of all of them coming together for like the same reasons of like the secret service of tea and treason um and seeing like all those different couples and knowing what they all went through and there's a lot with um uh da, 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 da. what's the but i'm not why am i thinking su- suffrage s- suffrage women's oh suffrage goodness. i was thinking surrogacy <laughs> as not no nope. not the word um it's really poignant and like wh- wh- where the epilogue ends and women's suffrage it just it was a lot to handle and i didn't handle it well <laughs> so there's that as well so true Best grovel. I yeah. feel like we may have chosen the same, unless you purposely chose something else. Yeah. Okay. But what well, kind of? Well, kind of. I sure did go a rogues rules for seduction by evil. I. 
I was hoping and I knew you would choose it. Okay, good. But I, there was one that I thought a little bit above just – Wow. I know. Um, but I also was confident in choosing that one because I knew that you were going to choose a ro- – wow. Like it would have been we're a lot harder. chess over here. Yeah. 3D chess. Mm. Um, <laughs> listen, that man bloodied his knees. Yeah. Yeah. It beautiful. I, I feel like I don't need to allow I mean, just the whole book was a grovel and I respect mm-hmm. that, but specifically he bloodied his knees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the the one I chose, um, I really wanted like for me a grovel, like this person's gotta be like down and like destroyed and hurt, and obviously Dom was. Um, so he fits this perfectly. Um, but the one I choose chose was um, Daring in the Duke by Sarah McLean, um, mm. which is the yellow one mm-hmm. in that series, the bare, mm-hmm. bare Knuckle Bastards. And that one also was kind of like a whole book. Like half of it's kind of a grovel. The other half is him just being like terribly depressed and like <laughs> emaciated and unwell for his and entire was life. So unwell. Because he just – he was so unhinged it, that whole series. Yeah, yeah. Like he was like nuts and berries. He was going wild. Duke's gone wild. Um and by that book, I was just so I was unprepared is the word. Um and yeah, just like seeing him in that much pain healed me. So <laughs> That's so real. Yep. Yep. That's so real. <laughs> what a I that could also be most likely to reread because I will reread it and I'm so excited. Um the next one, so we had to kind of adapt this one because we just could not <laughs> think of anything accurate. Um the initial question was uh worst clit reference, which in that mind, I'll just direct you to our interview with Elizabeth Everett. Yeah. <laughs> We have a whole clit conversation. Nubs, buttons, buttons. bundles of nerves, all of, all of that. Them. Um, we we adjusted that to worst sex words, just for ease. Yeah. Um, and do I think worst is bad in this case? No, because it makes Grace Calloway Grace Calloway. Um, but I did choose the Duke identity. Um, and that's specifically for the phrases diddling her petals. Nice. The word diddling was in that book so much. So much. And it just – the book itself, he is like an undercover like investigator or something and she is the daughter of like a crime boss. Um, and then basically he like gets into a circumstance where he has to be her bodyguard and her father – like is very invested in this because he hires him it it's a whole thing it's a very good book but diddling diddling a diddling i just diddling her petals like grace calloway has given me veiny me man me like veiny stock all of that but diddling her petals for some reason did a number on me i went back because i was like i feel like there's one that i took notes on that I surely – and there was. There was. I would like to redirect us 
to Sky O'Malley. Yeah. By Bertree Small, where the following notes live in my- I couldn't remember. I knew they existed. Yeah. The following notes live in my, my notes app. Uh-oh. Um, Creamy juices. Monster oh. sex. As in his monster sex. As in it, the sex was so large. She I referred so. to it in her head as a monster sex. Um, honey oven came up oh. a lot. Honey oven. Honey oven. And I, I remember that one being a recurring one. Her her oven. Her honey oven. Um, Does it make me hungry for like a really succulent don't baked good. Don't. <laughs> honey I've heard I've read honey pot before. Yeah, I've read honey yeah. Well actually I had one of those like American girl like health books oh, dear. that the doctor gives you through like puberty or something. Uh-huh. Um and for some reason it decided to like tell you all of the different euphemisms mm. for oh. um women's anatomy and know. one it was like box honey pot and i was like what i was like i didn't i didn't i could have lived my whole life nope without knowing that well at 12 bertrice <laughs> said honey oven um man root also did come up a few times that one man root's a good yeah. one and i would like to note that my last note was i don't know why breastfeeding would surprise me now i have no memory of what the breastfeeding context um, was i think he he suckled her. Oh, I'm sure. There's another yeah. one we read that was that was Lisa Clavis, mm-hmm. though. I think Dreaming of You ends with mm-hmm. breastfeeding. Um, but this one, I don't remember the specific context. Just I don't either. There was breastfeeding, which mm-hmm. isn't a bad sex word, but does feel important to mention mm-hmm. in the context of man root monster sex, honey oven, and creamy juices, which isn't that bad, but is not a phrase that I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I should me. note that she oh. watched The Horse's... Oh. breeding and was fantasizing about Ooh. things so a lot of things were happening there um, yeah that's a book that was written um <laughs> i'd also like to submit eloisa james just for her continuous use of tool sure sure as Ask. a euphemism because that's yeah. the worst i bob the builder i don't need him <laughs> i'm so sorry what about handy manny well that's a different story <laughs> But, like, Tool is just horrible. And I did read, I think, like, one or two, like, Eloisa James's this year. And she still uses Tool. She's gotten better of, like, getting, a, like, a, a thesaurus. I mean, it's but... no Harry Sack of Prunes. I mean, yeah. Harry Sack of Prunes, that sure was. Elizabeth Hoyt is also up there. Um, she uses some words. I just couldn't – I just did not read that one. That would have been, I think, my winner if I had read that in 2023. I read a lot of other in the Maiden Lane series – Things were said. Things I just can't quite remember them. Um, But I loved, I loved the experience of wondering what Elizabeth Hoyt was going to give me next. Um, But yeah, nothing topped a hairy sack of prunes. Yeah, in just a completely unremarkable book. (laughs) Otherwise, but like I'll forever remember it. Yeah, because of that, which, I mean, iconic, really. Hmm. Uh, next up, we've got, this one wasn't user submitted. Um, it was just one that we did last year that I really Mm -hmm. like, and that's a new auto-read author. I said Jeannie Lynn. I read several Jeannie Lynn books this year. Um, there's lots of backlists to go back and read. There aren't a ton of audiobooks, and that Mm -hmm. kind of gets in my way. Um, but she is one that I do intend to work my way through. And if and when she writes more things. 
And you guys didn't see Caroline reading Jeannie Lynn's tiny little miniature yeah, novella that Warlord was also just like a the, mini book size. The Warlord and the something. Yeah, we got it at Steamy Lit and it was so yeah. cute. And she was just laying on the bed like reading this tiny little book. Yeah. Because it was yeah. like short, but it was also like a tiny book. Yeah, it was like a few inches <laughs> tall. Yeah. It was the cutest thing. Authors, like if you're looking for things to like hand out at like book cons and stuff. Yeah, um, I love tiny, a tiny printed novella. Um, amazing i also love coasters i always need a coaster mm-hmm. just saying um but tiny little novellas that was unique and fantastic true true um my author was liana de la rosa mm. um one because i'm just so excited for isabel and the rogue mm-hmm. um like so excited and i have the arc but i've been edging it because mm. i don't want it to be over um and i did just read yesterday um the captain's midwinter bride i think is what That's it is it was my... like a christmas novella i'm suddenly feeling really christmasy so suddenly i've got Ooh. all these christmas novellas That's... to get through <laughs> you've got four days yeah in yeah a dream, and i support you listen christmas starts on the 25th to be clear true so true yeah i've read a i actually dnf'd two novellas christmas novellas yesterday because I was not having it. So mm-hmm. I felt confident picking up Liana's and yeah. it was a confident and a good choice. Yeah. Um, and there's a second one in that series, which is great because this one was like 114 pages. The next one is like 120 pages. Um, and like, I just love the security of a novella knowing that they're only sh- like, they're only going to be short um, because the two, like the captain's midwinter bride, um was like a perfect second chance like it was great um and i would fully read a full book of it but like it did what it needed to do in the novella um the next one in the series i'm a little apprehensive just because the trope isn't necessarily my favorite but also it's only 120 pages Mm. and it's liana de la rosa so i think she's i think i'm fairly secure in in like reading it and knowing i'll enjoy it um so i'm very excited for that but yeah i will automatically read everything she's published from Berkeley or she publishes from Berkeley. Um, and if she, whatever she decides to do, um, going forward. And then I also have to get through her backlist as well. Um, but yeah, I just love her writing and the, the, my wifeness of it all. She does that very well. So I love that for her. Um, scene you'd rewrite better. No. This one. <laughs> this was a. This was one of the last ones that I chose, um, and I had to go all the way back to January of 2023. And the book itself is called "Save a Horse, Ride a Viscount" by Valerie Bowman. And you'd think, getting that title, mm-hmm. that you would have a very explicit riding scene. Sure. It was closed door. Oh no. And it was very vague and the most disappointing thing it was a very good novella or book i don't even know how long it was i think it was a full book um i had to dock a star because she didn't ride him in a manner that i saw (laughs) dirty and filthy um so if i would rewrite it i would just make it the like dirtiest filthiest writing scene ever because we all deserve it um for a title like that True. I just don't know how that happens because like it was one of the later books. I think it's I don't know if it's indie published, but it was one of the later books in the series and the series progressively got less steamy. 
Mm. Um, but I was like, surely, surely with that title, you're going to, you're going to give it to us, right? No. No. Um, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> there's, we have a bunch of VHSs at our cabin and that scene from Airplane is on a bunch of like previews for all the old movies. Never seen the movie, but I have seen <gasps> the previews. That's good. I mean, it's bad, but it's good. <laughs> um, listen, I think if I'm correct, this is the last of the old school references I must make. Mm. There are two options here. Yeah. One option is we get to the end of Prisoner of My Desire and they're fighting on the rooftop. And either, because I think it's important that we get the fact that he has no longer that urge to like pay Mm. people back 10 times for whatever they do to him. Um, But I think it's important for him because he's like ruined his life with this like mantra. Could have just ruined one more life and then. So either, here is how my two options for how I rewrite the finale. Either. He isn't going to kill the guy, and she steps in and does it for him. Or he's like, uh, I like it's not mine, and like gives her mm-hmm. the sword, and she gets mm. to like behead the guy. Mm. Actually, there's three options. That's number one. Number two, so choose your own adventure. Yeah, they're battling. I would have to debate. They're battling on this rooftop, and there's like that door in the rooftop that goes down. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I, and well, it's open. I, it, was, it was a very vivid scene, right? There and there's like no there's like a, a door in the like to the mm-hmm. you know like to get up onto the rooftop and it's open and I was confused because I thought he was gonna be like okay I forgive you and then the the bad guy would like trip and fall mm-hmm. and like he would end up dead that way mm-hmm. so we still got the comeuppance but he he wasn't necessarily responsible that's door number two door number three <laughs> is he says I could forgive you for what you did to me. Mm-hmm. But not, but not for what you ah. did for my wife. And then he beheads him. Wow. Those are my three options for how to rewrite the end of Prisoner of My Desire. Wow. And had any one of them taken place, that book would have gotten bumped up a star. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Wow. So that that's those are my rewrites. Wow. That's I, living with me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that last one. I mm. just love – like, I could have forgiven you. mm but for what you did to her, like, uh, mm. yeah, because then the you still get like school. his, like he doesn't need the vengeance for himself. Mm-hmm. He's living on a higher plane, but you don't fuck with his wife anyway. So I agree. I, as a runner up, I will say I'm going to be rereading um, the Lisa Kleypas Wallflower Christmas. I think we both can agree that we would rewrite that novella to include <laughs> not a Chekhov's saddle strap. <laughs> And I want um, <laughs> Marcus using the saddle strap as promised. Yes. Um, so that would be in our rewrite. Um, I think just yeah, nobody's here, and my horses world, don't really. gossip. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> um, next up, we have a book that you hated, but that lives in your mind rent free. This was a little tricky. Um, I didn't like viscerally hate this book. I just mm-hmm. didn't like it. I, I didn't think it was good. And mm-hmm. the book is uh, Taken by the Earl by Carol Mortimer. I think I don't know mm-hmm. if it's a novella or just like kind of a shorter book. It's mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Um, it's an erotic, probably novella. The reason that it lives in my head rent-free is because they do have sex on a horse. 
they he oh, it's this he's one. doing it to punish her and basically like overstimulates her by making her like sit on his dick while they're riding a horse and she just like comes repeatedly until eventually they're having a conversation with this couple that has ridden up Rude, but effective and she like passes out and he's like oh shit my bad because he just made her come on him while riding a horse so many times and like was it good no um i don't think that that's even a little bit realistic but i did respect the commitment to the bit and it it did imprint itself on me even though the book wasn't good so that's I, what i'm going with i support that um for me we know this i have a thing where i just forget things yeah. and so like <laughs> If I didn't like a book, normally it doesn't live rent-free because mm-hmm. I just have blacked it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, w- I did want to choose. I mean, any of those old school school ones that, like, I didn't like are all runners up. Um, really. <laughs> I was so going to say the incest. The you incest it up a lot. Does live in, it does live in my – so I that would have been my one if I was including um, so the old school school. Sure. Um, this one was also, I guess, an old school school – era of time just we didn't choose it it was texas splendor by lorraine heath it was the third one in that series and it was quite impressive how each book just got worse and worse (laughs) in that one um like she just committed to the bit and was like i'm just gonna give you the worst fucking book you've ever read um because one for spoilers if i you shouldn't read it really but if you do there are spoilers um jump to the next timestamp um her dog got killed by a bobcat on page um she was a traumatized woman who witnessed her entire family brutally murdered in front of her like explicit detail we got about what happened to her family Uh she then after that is traumatized and living in like a tiny house on this like route or whatever um and she has a dog that she loves and what happens to the dog yeah it gets killed killed by a bobcat so first of all what the fuck (laughs) i mean what I just what? And then the hero, not a hero, the man who happens to be next to her throughout this book, um, stumbles upon her and basically like they bang very early on, um, before 29%. And he literally moans the name of his first love oh, no. instead of her name. Because he I don't he probably doesn't even remember her name because it's so early on and she's traumatized and like Horrible things have happened to her, and he's just the worst. Because you see him throughout the books. I think I don't know if he's the brother who she, the heroine marries in book one, or if he. I think he's the. Oh no, he's that guy's book is the second one. Not a great book either. That was two stars. Um, this one is. He was a another reason is coming back, is because in Texas Destiny and the second one they had a super cute younger brother who was mm-hmm. very innocent. And then he just fucking goes to jail because he thinks that he's, like, saving the love of his life because she committed a crime and he doesn't want her um, to pay for it. So he goes to jail and just gets absolutely wrecked in prison. And he was the most sweetest, innocentest little boy. And then he turns into just this terrible man. And it angered me so much that she would do that to everyone in this series, Um, but mostly me because it it hurt me um but yeah then we just like recounted the murder of her family including her very young brother and it was horrible and i'm like lorraine why did you want to write a horror novel like nothing about this was was enjoyable and then she threw an incest so what 
what possessed Lorraine to write to write this book, I want to know. I want to know, Phil Collins, tell me. Because it was egregious. And I unfortunately remember too much of it. So Yeah, apparently. I it's, uh, I just thought that one book in that series, because I liked the beginning of book one. I just thought, and I was so wrong. But that's okay. It's fine. I'm fine. Uh, on a happier note, um, the next one is Most Bonkers, in parentheses, fun. Um, bonkers in a this, good way. <laughs> yes. Uh, I had to choose Lady Pirate nice. by Lindsay Sands. Um, I got a lot of pirate content on this second <laughs> half because I had a really good pirate reading streak there. Everyone was like five stars. I was in it to win it. Um, and both characters in this book were in it to win it. It, it was campy. It was great. Um, I mean, it does start out with her brother getting viciously murdered mm. um, by another pirate, sure. and she has to she has to take the helm now um, because he like told her um, to do that. And then, uh oh, they're also um, titled. So he was he was actually like a titled person, and so she now has to like go live in society, and she has to get a husband. And so it's like all of her crew are like her like fake family and like butlers like they're her fake staff too so they're like pirates who <laughs> look like pirates and talk like pirates and act like pirates and everyone's just kind of like what why is your staff so weird and it's great and then she meets um i don't know if he's an earl or whatever he is um and their relationship is super cute um until she finds out that she, that he is like in in charge of like investigating and like telling the queen of pirates who like don't pay their like taxes or whatever and so she thinks that he's gonna like turn her in so the point where like they're both in love with each other she's just like i have to kill you and he's kind of just like well that's cute like that's funny you would say that and like it gets to a point where she's like seconds away from killing him which this happens in another book that i have on this list (laughs) but like he is kind of upset at this point he's like wow you're just gonna kill me that shouldn't happen um and then she has a moment of um i can't kill him i love him and so she's like i'm just gonna get him like uproaringly drunk like he is going to be so drunk and then we're gonna get married because he can't incriminate his wife um and so they get the (laughs) they get the like they get married he doesn't remember any of it. They wake up on a deserted island. They have purposely been ship like deserted on this island so that she could consummate the marriage um, because she's not taking any chances that he could turn in her and her crew. Um, and it's a little bit like non-con, but also he's like so into it. But like the way that it happens, he's like tied up because she doesn't trust his strength. So she like ties him up like on the sand. And it's I it's a fantastic scene. And that's not even – that's, like, 60%. So there's so much of the book happening after that. And, like, fantastic. Bonkers, crazy, Lindsay Sands. Wow. So good. Loved it. I'm going for the queen of bonkers here. Dara Joy Mm. wrote a book. (laughs) Mm. Dara Joy wrote quite a few books. Dara Joy wrote a book that I read this year, though, called Rajar. 
And this is, oh. it's the second book in a series. Have I read the other books? No. But this one is yeah. technically historical. The other ones are like, one is in a, a different like alien universe and one of them is in kind of like contemporary, I think, mm-hmm. settings. Um, but this one is Regency England. Um, and there's this species. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Why am I blanking yep. on what they're called? Um, well, they're cat people. Sure. Well, they're cat shifters. Cat shifters. Yeah. It's important Notorious that you sex. Yeah. But I read so... like the first hundred pages of another book in this series. Yes. For some reason, I was going through all my books and I was like, why don't I just read this? That one description was description on Goodreads is like two sentences and it doesn't do it justice. Um. So basically, he's this alien. <sighs> This alien cat shifter from a different uh, universe. Um, and he... <laughs> I just want them to tell me what these things are called. Um, because they have a funny... Oh, they're they're familiars. Duh. Ah. Familiars are cat shifter alien guys who are renowned for being good at sex like that's a a part of their species they're good Mm -hmm. at sex they love sex they have a lot of sex they just love women um just generally and also sex and he ends up because of reasons for plot reasons for the paranormal side of this that is happening in this series he like falls through an all like a door in like an alternate reality type of situation anyway he ends up in regency london but in cat form great and so he ends up getting taken in by this sort of spinster whose aunt really wants her to get married or relative. I don't know what she is. Um, so he gets mm-hmm. taken in as a cat. He becomes obsessed with her. He then takes – so during the day, he's – or he, he kind of goes back and forth. Sometimes during the day, he's living as a cat, as her pet cat. And sometimes – he then shifts into his human form and he has like waist length hair and has to learn how to adapt to like Regency customs and he's pretending to be a Russian prince. <laughs> so he's like living this debauched Russian prince life and courting her while also being her pet cat and then at night he shifts into himself and wakes her up and like seduces her but she thinks she's just having sexy dreams. Yeah. Like she doesn't realize that he's, that this is happening in real life. Oh my god. Um... And this is the premise. And then it it goes from there. And I had such a good time. Because what do you what do you mean? He's like a, an alien cat shifter who's her Meow. her pet cat, but also a Russian prince. Or pretending to be a Russian prince. Mm-hmm. And he like doesn't understand that people aren't just having sex all the time because that's what familiars do. So he doesn't get that she's like a virgin. It's a whole thing. So, what a truly wild time. Rajar. Excellent. Um, next up, we have our favorite 2023 release, which is hard. really hard because there were a lot of really good releases. Um, I ended up picking An Island Princess Starts a Scandal. That was okay. up there Adriana for me. Adriana Herrera. I just think it was a mm-hmm. – I mean, I read quite a few really good releases this mm-hmm. year, but this I, – I, I've got nothing. I just thought it was a great book. Mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. so good um the one i chose is just like the most me like me in a book um 
and I just didn't think I'd be lucky enough to like get this book, like have it exist. Um, and that's an Earl to Remember by Stacey Reed. It's my historical <laughs> romance overboard. I mean, I've read several other overboard historical romance ones. Uh, Once More, My Darling Rogue by Lorraine Heath is a favorite. It's my favorite book by her. Um, but like the Stacey Reed one was just perfect. Like it's everything I wanted. I just didn't think I was going to get it. And then I was reading it and I was like, surely this can't be that good. Like something is going to go wrong. And then it just never did. And it was great and fantastic and hot. And I loved the kids in it because she was like their guardian. Um, and it just he uh, it was just perfect. Um, and yeah, I just will read. I mean, Stacey Reed is also an auto read author, um, but she wasn't one that I had read for the first time this year. Um, but she literally can do no wrong <laughs> in um in my book. She's fantastic. Oh, thinking about that book now. Um, most cinematic. Um, in parentheses, want to see adapted into a movie, um, if you so choose. And the one that I did so choose um, was one that is kind of another like movie retelling, um, because I just want this movie. And it's Don't Want You Like a Best Friend by Emma Elbin. Um, And it's like a historical sapphic parent trap, which was so good. (laughs) Like, it was just so fun. And obviously, they're not related, like in The Parent Trap, because this is a romance. (laughs) Um, But it was just perfect. I loved the secondary romance, which was the romance of their parents. Um, It was angsty. It was just so sweet. And it's not – I thought it was, like, a young adult historical romance. It's not. Like, it's adult. Um, They're, like, in their early 20s, I think, and they're just having their come out, so they're debuting together. Um, And the setup that it has for the next book, I think I've requested it on Neck Alley because I'm super excited. Um, The one downfall of the book was that it was written in third-person present, which is just a POV tense I despise. So if it was a movie, that wouldn't be a problem. Um, But – I basically, when I was reading the book, shifted the tense the entire time in my head, and it worked because I'm Delulu, and um, I could girl girl boss my way into (laughs) reading that book in uh, third person uh, uh, past tense. So I did, but that was it. Was a fantastic book, and I think would make a great movie. I think it would be a perfect like comedy romance historical dare I say fans of Bridgerton like I think it could be really really um good so there's that um this one I almost chose for my most likely to reread just because um it's it's already it's happening I don't know when yet but it's happening um bewitching yeah uh, the author I'm blanking on, but bewitching. Um, Jill Barnett. Thank you, Jill Barnett. It was just already very cinematic. In mm-hmm. the, I just feel like I could see it all playing out mm-hmm. um, with the like campy ma- magical elements yeah. and rose petals appearing in the air and statues coming to life and dancing around. Like it was just That's such a very a silly, vivid. Book. Yeah, it's very vivid. There's uh, there are a lot of internal things, but not. Like, there are some books that are so internal, I don't think they would work adapted to screen. This one, I think you could do it. Um, I, it it just was already very cinematic. I think it would translate really well. Especially the magical elements. It's very funny. Emotional. 
yeah mm. no i just i could see the whole thing and i would like to see it for real me too i think we also need to just add um we need a beverly jenkins cinematic universe well that's true there are uh, so many beverly jenkins sarah mclean mm-hmm. lisa clapis yeah uh, cinematic universes um i am requesting mm-hmm. formally mm. whoever wants to there. do that wow um my favorite novella um in which winnie halifax is utterly ruined by alexandra vasti i think she was there she might have been my auto read author of last year i don't remember yeah but if not she was one of them yeah i think she was either for both of us or right up there yeah uh there is nothing she could write that i wouldn't read Mm-hmm. Um, I know, and for some reason she like I had no clue she was doing a new newsletter novella. Mm-hmm. I had no clue like when oh, she you first that. Well, I've seen it now for like a month or like I think when she was talking about the cover when she had mm-hmm. users vote, but I was like I did not know there was a new one coming before oh. that. I was like, what? I was like, I voted in the initial things, so I've been. Oh, maybe that. Was... I don't know. I was very tickled to learn that we were getting. Oh. More yeah. Alexandra Basti. Well, Winnie Halifax ate, mm. devoured. We read it sitting by a pool. We did. In California. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was my, like, in my top two. And I picked another one that I read. I started it. I think I, maybe I finished it in the airport on the way home. It was mm-hmm. after you left. Um, and that was Prisoner of Love by Beverly Jenkins. Um, it was just a perfect, super hot like novella it was great um she her husband like left her um for another woman so she was just like living alone and then this guy was um basically just got out of prison and she needed protection and he needed somewhere to live so it's kind of like convenience marriage of convenience and then i just viscerally remember her husband her other husband coming back and the hero was just like, like, give me the word and I will take him out back and just fuck him up. And normally we're conditioned to think the heroines are going to be like, no, violence is bad. Don't do that. And she's just like, yeah, go do it. I don't, I just love that mentality. <laughs> just like, yeah, he's horrible. Go go fuck him up. I don't think it got like anything crazy because I think the guy is just scared and just like ran off. Um, but the husband just assumed she would be like, "No, you don't do that." Um, and yeah, it was it was so good, and it's a very quick read, and it really is just like everything good about Beverly Jenkins, just like in a bite sized package. Mm. Uh, the next one is favorite paranormal slash fantasy historical romance. Um, I had to add the fantasy in there because I don't know if these are considered paranormal or fantasy. I don't really know. Um, but this is a two for one because it's just a duology basically. Um, it's The Breath of Magic and Touch of Enchantment, um, by Teresa Medeiros. Um, that's in the Lennox Family Magic series. Um, but yeah, it's just the two books. And Teresa Medeiros is another one that would be an auto-read author. Um, I don't know if I had read her in 2022. Um, yeah. But after yeah. – after Oh, her. yeah, yeah. So that's – so I didn't choose her. But automatically, I've read several of her books now this year. 
and they're all fantastic. Like she is a phenomenal writer, especially the ones that just get a little bit kooky, a little bit paranormal. Because after midnight, the vampire who loved me, um, this series, she's the the pirate one we read is up there. Like she's just a phenomenal author. Um, but this breath of magic and touch of enchantment, um, were the time travel ones. And nothing made me more happy than those two books. It, she was like a Puritan witch and he was a 90s billionaire. How does it work? I don't know. Um, Breath of Magic had the singular hottest bath scene I've ever read. Like she just whipped it out at the end of that book. And I was like, what are you doing? This Puritan witch is getting absolutely blown away <laughs> in a bathtub. One of them blew the other one away. <laughs> Not only is there running water, but there's a hot naked billionaire bathing her. Um, it was a great scene. The book was just, I mean, that could make a movie too, because what the hell? I mean, these books could also be in the bonkers because so much happened. I just, it was, it, it was phenomenal. And then the second one, so the Puritan, so the, the Puritan witch travels forward. And then um, in the second one, their daughter that they have. So this is like 20 years later or something like that. Um, so we're now we're in the two thousands and the daughter accidentally travels back to, uh, like medieval times and she pops out the portal and stumbles upon this like injured knight upon a horse. Who's like, go away. I'm being chased. And she's like, no. Um, and then he just like falls off his horse cause he's injured. Um, so then she has to like save him and he is so good like it just is perfect he thinks he has to kill her because she's a witch um at one point so then you get that very emotional scene of like i have to kill you but i love you um and he also gets very close to just burning her <laughs> like a witch um obviously he didn't um there's a dragon in this one um it was just both of them were so different but so good and i sobbed at the end of this one the second one i think just oh my god um yeah everyone should go read those <laughs> they're so good and i need more time travel because it just was so delicious and the fish out of water element of it mm. Mm. love um my favorite paranormal fantasy whatever you want to call it um if you don't like it or you, you read it and you're like, that wasn't for me, that's actually okay um, because the target audience was just me. <laughs> that's, yeah. And the target audience was so satisfied. Um, and that is Mortal Follies by Alexis Hall. Mm. There is, very rarely do I read a book that I'm like, yeah, that was actually only written for me. It got mm -hmm. published, so the rest of you have been blessed. That's, that's an Earl's Remember been just, for me. like, mailed to me. Um, yep. Like, it, it's like a sapphic sort of magical historical romance, but there are, like, gods mm -hmm. at, at work, but also sort of like the Shakespearean version of gods because the whole thing is narrated by Puck slash Robin Goodfellow. Mm -hmm. So the, the story is told from their perspective, and it just was so good. I don't I it, I have I can't explain it. It just was like what if Robin Goodfellow told you a sapphic historical romance in which one of them is maybe 
cursed. She's actively cursed. Like, there are attempts being made on her life. But through magical current status, actively cursed. cursed. Um, And the other one is she's a duke. Or mm-hmm. b- b- for reasons, or like that's what she's called, and people think she maybe killed her entire family. Uh, what's going on? I don't know. I just know that it was perfect, and the audiobook was good, and I read it, and I was like, it doesn't matter if no one else likes it. Yeah. Because it was for I me. I love when that happens. It was for me specifically. <sighs> and it's just so, so funny. Comforting. I love that, like, the. The, the narrator is not one of the mm-hmm. main characters, but it's still a very voicey narrator because you get so much, like, kind of dry yeah. humor and wit. So there you go. Mortal Follies. Go read it. Next up, we have my personal favorite category. Um, the most egregiously horny. Hmm. And for a second, I was like, I don't know. I've read a lot of horny books. And then I remembered there is one. Mm-hmm. There is one that stands mm-hmm. out as the most egregiously horny mm-hmm. thing I have ever read. And that is The Luckiest Lady in London. Yep. By Sherry Tom. I had that one. If for some reason you like fell and bumped yeah. your head and didn't choose it. <laughs> um, I was like – I mean, if Caroline was like body snatched by some alien species and they hadn't read well, that I, book. Well, I forgot about it initially. Yeah. I thought about like private arrangements. Mm-hmm. I thought about some other ones, but so I was holding out hope. Then I was I like, had a, "Oh my god, the luckiest lady!" in Because I knew yeah. there was one that I had like posted yeah. about on my story and been like, "This is the horniest, the horniest book, book I've ever read." read I think, and it was this you, one. Yeah, and, and it, I agree. Within chapters, they're like yeah. telling each other about their exhibitionist fantasies of each other. Yeah, they're just and so they, horny. They live them. It, that book was also um, I kept wanting to say most likely to reread. I've already reread it, so that's why I didn't choose it. And also, I was saving it just in case I needed to come in and save everyone sure. with this one. Sure, it's um, egregiously horny. I always want to read this book. Like, there's always there's like a one percent part of me every day that's like, what do I read? And there's always that small part that's like, but what if I just reread The Luckiest Lady in London? They're like two unhinged people. Yeah, who are just so horny, and just the way that. The third act and just everything plays out and it's so character driven is just fantastic. And I just feel like if you needed it a was book perfect. That's like horny on main personified. Yeah. These two people are horny yeah. on main. They are. For everyone around them too. Um beautiful. So I had that one. Um, but I also had The Duke Gets Desperate by Diana Quincy. I that was one that I yeah. considered also. So good. Because I will never forget Basically, like, in Princess Diaries 2, which is, like, the horniest movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fountain scene. The fountain mm-hmm. scene. Like, I loathe you. I loathe you more. Like, falling into the pond. Like, the the Duke gets desperate. Like, literally, the way that they hate and, and like, like are mean to each other, but also, are, like, are, like, seconds away from kissing each other. And they're, like... Yep. I never want to do this again. Like, I hate you so much. And then it's like, smooch, smooch, smooch. Like, it's yeah. perfect. I love it. I recently reread it, and it was better the second time. Like, the ending is a sleeper. Like, I don't expect it to get as emotional for me and, I guess, for the character. But the hero, the way the hero kind of, like, turns around, because he was, like, definitely a little bit dickish at the beginning because, I mean, rightfully so. He, he thought he was getting this property. It was given to her and all that. Um, but by the end, he was just so down. And I think he was like crying. Like I was also crying. Like great book, but also egregiously horny. Um, just They're just so horny for each other. Like it was so good. There's a um, Tumblr post that I mm, quote often 
um, that I used in one of my like I used for this book in one of yeah. my like historical romances as Tumblr posts because it's all I can think about when mm-hmm. I think about this book. And the Tumblr post is an anonymous message saying you should be addicted to shutting the fuck up, <laughs> and the person responding with "You want to fuck me so bad, it makes you look stupid." And I yeah. quote that a lot. You want to fuck me so bad, it makes mm-hmm. me look stupid. A lot. That's but that is, you should be addicted to shutting the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You want to fuck me so bad, it makes you look stupid is actually <laughs> the exact dynamic of the characters in The Duke De- Gets Desperate. Ugh. I also want to just add, if you need something similar like that, um, it had to be a Duke by Vivian Lorette. Distinctly less horny, I would say. But still, Princess Diaries 2 vibes. Like, there's also a pond or, like, a fountain. Like, there's some body of water that they fall into because they're fighting. Um, And there's the same, like, they – I mean, he truly did not like her. He was very angry with her. Um, But it was in a hot way. Um, So that one also – it sticks out to me for just having a very good dynamic in the relationship that leads to aggressive kissing. Um, A personal (laughs) favorite type of kissing aggressive um the next one is favorite newly released book in a series um so we took this one um to mean a series that already existed and then a new book was added to it in 2023 Mm -hmm. and that's the favorite one um i could have chosen a lot for this one same um the evil a one but um i ended up going with a nobleman's guide to seducing a scoundrel by kj charles is that one out? Because, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I it's the it. second one in the um mm-hmm. whatever, the marsh yeah. one. Um that one just surprised me so much on how much I loved it more than the first one, and I already loved the first one. It was just so different. The characters, this one would also make a fantastic movie. Um he's got an extended family who doesn't want him to be um whatever he may i think he's an earl um they don't like they want the title and he has to live in the house with them and he's so good and then you've got um the nephew or like the nephew from book one who's all grown up now and he's got he's dealing with a lot of shit and that one could also have fit in the most painful breakup um because it hurts so good like it was perfect it needed to happen but it happened in such a different way than i expected and it was just so lovely like the relationship in this one was so sweet um it's so hot and i think about this book a lot i think i've read it twice already this year um and it just was astonishing just like how good it was because you're like where can you go from the something something guide to something book one um apparently you can go far and high and shoot for the stars because it was fantastic yeah, I went with um, The Marquis Who Mustn't by Courtney Milan. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know that I prefer – they're just two different books. That, I mean, I, that's on this one too. Yeah. Like they're like, very different. It, not that it necessarily surpassed, but I think just mm-hmm. because The Duke Who Didn't is so good and is such yeah. historical romance perfection to me, I didn't know how she was going to equal or top it. Yeah. And – it first because they are kind of a different feel it's less like overtly quirky it's less mm-hmm. kind of laugh out loud funny so much as kind of dryly humorous 
um i was i was a little i was hesitant at first i was a little mm, yeah. i like the setup but it's not as funny it's i don't know that it's gonna live up to the duke who didn't i thought maybe she might do a, a, a regular third act conflict mm-hmm. and then i kept reading and courtney milan i'm sorry i ever doubted you i'm sorry again it was different although no third act i mean there's a I'm not going to spoil it. There's there's a third act thing. There's a moment, but it doesn't go as far as I think mm-hmm. it could have before it gets resolved. And you're like, oh, wow. And there are directions that you think it's going to go that it doesn't. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just – it's like a fake engagement that's not actually fake because they were betrothed as children, but only one of them knows that. Ah. And delicious. he's like the son of somebody who was a fraud and like – <laughs> frauded is that a word the entire village defrauded, is. defrauded there we go he defrauded the entire village when the father did when he was a young mm. boy and now he's back and he's here to commit the perfect fraud but of course he's like a good person oh, so the perfect boy. fraud is actually like paying everybody back mm. but he's not gonna mm. tell anyone that because he's convinced that he's a bad person and the heroine thinks that she's like ugly and clumsy and unlovable because of reasons and she's signing up for ambulance classes and basically pretends that he's her fiance to let them so that so that she'll let them her sign up thinking that he doesn't speak english but it turns out he sure does speak english and he just goes with it and then they have to continue to pretend to be engaged and also he's a potter like he's making pottery wow which is hot um Very. and she thirsts after him as she's watching mm. him do this and is so confused as to why mm. This man in his like shirt sleeves throwing pottery is so hot, but we all know have why. Have a category for hottest hobby. That's true. Um, because but also like Kit McBride. True. True. That. I also just let, like neither of them are stereotypically attractive. Mm-hmm. Like she's described as being very plain, and he's described as like craggy, <laughs> like hardened. Yeah, so we described to be as craggy. <laughs> Well, but like, it makes sense though when you hear it. You're like, yeah, yeah like a craggy, like he's not he, like a mountain face. I think is how she talks okay, about him. Yeah. Like, but still craggy. Yeah, that's the word that stuck with me. But yeah, I, like neither of them are conventionally attractive, mm-hmm. but they find each other so attractive. And also, she has this fantastic relationship with her mother that I'm just obsessed with. Mm. Well, it's like not good when it starts. She, mm. her number one goal in life is to not turn into her mother essentially but it turns out she has a lot of misconceptions about her mother and they address it and it's so good and i was so emotional and courtney i can't so Mm -hmm. if you haven't read the duke who didn't already you should and then you should read this book that's another one i need to reread so true um a 2024 release we read that we are excited about um i it's a forever book disclaimer read Lady Charlotte Always Gets Her Man by Violet Marsh. And I just thought it was such a silly, goofy time. There are heists. There's a murderous villain that she's supposedly engaged to. There's a brother's best friend who's like a hot, buff, scholar, doctor guy who loves studying animals, but is also a vigilante. There's a a, a parrot who falls in love with a monkey. Mm. Uh, like, it's just so silly. The secondary romance wheel. <laughs> it really was the secondary romance we all needed. It was insane. Um, I just, 
There's a scene at the end that made me think, like, wow, historical Scooby-Doo. Like, this is what I needed. And I just thought it was so – it was just so unserious in the best way. I love that. Well, I interpreted this one as 2024 release I'm most excited for, but I do also have one that I read – or I have a few, but I'll pick the one that I read that's a 2024 release and talk about that first. Oh, okay. Um, That one was In Want of a Viscount by Lorraine Heath. Um. It was so good. I had been a little bit disappointed by the book before that, um, but this one was, like, fully perfect. Um, He gives her a foot massage in the middle of a ballroom because she, like, wants to get out of his presence. So she's like, I have a pebble in my shoe. And he's like, no worries. I'll follow you and take it out. So he's like, sit down. And then she obviously knows there's no pebble. He knows there's no pebble. So he just gives her, like, a very sexually charged, like, foot massage in the middle of a ballroom. Sure. Um, it was so good, and it just I, – I can't talk much about it because there are a lot of spoilers, but some things happened that were made for me, and I appreciated that. Um, yeah, I it, – it starts with um, her wanting – or, like, her going to um, a – what? Bordello or whatever. I don't know. Or no, a gaming hell, I think. Um, a pleasure club, maybe? <laughs> I, I, I we'll say pleasure club. Um, one of the heroes in another Lorraine Heath book owns it. Um, he's the bastard brother of the hero in this one. And um, they had a good re- – they didn't have a good relationship, and then they rekindled their, like, brotherly relationship in the past book. So now they're friends, and um, the hero is at this pleasure club just kind of talking to the – his brother and his brother's like hey i actually got this like woman who wants a kiss like she's never been kissed and like I, one of our um male like uh workers he's he had to leave so like we don't have anyone to kiss her can you do it <laughs> and the guys and the, this is like the, the hero's like the sexually repressed or, like course. he represses his urges because his father was so um unrepressed sure um and a menace on society and so the hero is kind of like i'm i prefer not to but like i mean i guess i can um and so then she i just love the like she thinks he's a prostitute but he's not i just love that trope like suddenly you but lisa clay's like lisa Claypis, um seducing a stranger by carrie kimber and like it's a beautiful trope and so he walks into that room she is drunk she's because she was nervous and he's like uh what um but she's like i still want this kiss and so he kisses her and she's like that's fantastic and then she falls asleep because i don't think he realizes that she was drunk so like she falls asleep and he's kind of like what the hell like i thought that was pretty good because he hadn't like kissed anyone in a while so he was like well that's interesting and so he tucked her in and left her (laughs) because he knew he knew she was safe because it's his brother's place um and then turns out she um was in from america trying to get him and his friends to invest in something so then they meet each other a little bit later and it's great and i had a lot of fun and it just started off so fun and it kept the momentum um which i think is something that some books this year haven't done um and so we're keeping that keeping that um urge for 2024 we're gonna keep the momentum um a 2024 book that I'm excited for that I have in my possession but I haven't read yet because I don't want it to be over is The Love Remedy by Elizabeth Everett. 
Um, I just am so excited. Also, Isabel and the Rogue by Leanne. I was going to say mine, I think, was be yeah. Isabel and the Rogue. Um, like, those two books I'm so ready for. But also, I don't want them to be over because then we have to wait to get the next book. So, um, but I do need to read those probably during winter break. Um, oh, I'm so excited. And our final, um, last but certainly not least, uh, superlative is favorite pirate booty. Mm. We read so many pirate books. We've mm-hmm. talked about a lot of them. Um, Again, a lot of the books we read, they weren't necessarily pirates, but they were boats. And that's the category that mine falls into because I just really wanted to talk about them. It's and pirate, but they were boats. <laughs> there were boats. And they would have been pirates in a past life. You know, like if they could have been pirates, they would have. But unfortunately, um, circumstances like laws, maritime laws and all that jazz existed for them um and this is the captain of all pleasures and the price of pleasure by Cressley cole a series that never got its third book i still mourn um but this series it was so good like the the first one um it's kind of like the greatest game or that's a shia labeouf golf movie i think <laughs> the the adv- the amazing race <laughs> the amazing race yes <laughs> thinking the crusty cole one i mean well, the other cole does cole one. love the amazing race she does um because there's a morals after dark one and then there's this one and basically there are two ship um owners basically they're uh freight ships basically so they like ship things back and forth and um her family doesn't like him and he doesn't like her father so then she's lumped into that and then um they like meet and she doesn't know who he is and then he's like super hot and she's like very attracted to him and then she realizes and all that um and things happen when they get out on the old open water and it just it was so good the things that happen at sea um at their different ports all of that um there's kind of a third act that's a little bit crazy um like out of the blue but honestly I didn't hate it I was like you know what give it to me um and it was it was perfect and then the second one is um her family got shipwrecked on this island 10 years ago and the grandfather has been looking for them for 10 years basically like running his estate into the ground and like having no money and all that um and so the hero is the latest one to take up the grandfather's offer of go set sail and find my family for and then because he wants a title um or at least the lands or something so like the grandfather promised him the the lands that he has like if he finds the family um and then you end up you're like obviously he's gonna find them because the heroine is the one who was stranded like 10 years ago so she's been like living on the the land (laughs) this deserted island for 10 years um with one other person because i think her mother and father both died um so she's a little bit feral but it's great and he's like super reserved super um like repressed and doesn't show much emotion and she obviously brings it all out of him which is a crusty thing to do kiss of a demon king we love to see it um like he just goes crazy um when they get back to london and it was great and fantastic and i definitely need to reread both of them they don't have audiobooks so it's a little bit harder but they were so good and crusty just needs to write more historical because what the hell I think that was like her first published book. 
and wow. And she also has another historical series that I'm also edging because I don't want to like finish it and have it not exist anymore. Um, I think that's like the some Merrick Brothers or something. It's like three books. Um, so I will be reading that probably in 2024 because I'm just in love with Cressley Cole. Uh, my favorite pirate booty, they actually were. Well, one of them was a pirate. Um, but that is Any Duke in a Storm by Emily mm. Howard, which doesn't actually come out till next year. But um, part of a series, you don't have to have read the series, but you can, because why not? Mm-hmm. Um, she is a the spy for, I think she's actually a spy for the American government, but she's a British countess, I want to say. But she's mm-hmm. undercover as a very fearsome lady pirate, as she should be. Um, something Bess, which I'm now blanking on whatever her, her title is. But Bad. It, something Bess. Yeah. I'm sure it's alliterative. Bad bitch Bess. <laughs> the count- Bonnie Bess. Bonnie Bess. Um, Bonnie Bess close. is trying to infiltrate a smuggling ring in the West Indies. She ends up, she's got this ship and they hire a, I can't remember what his job is, um, but uh, whatever it is, he's in charge of, what is that called? Where You're the director, you know, in charge of directions on the boat. I keep wanting to say quartermaster, but it's not that. I don't know boat Um, titles. Um, Whatever he is, he gets hired like as a last minute, they need to get going and he- A navigateur. Yeah, sure. Uh, He shows up and he's trying to escape because he's just got out of prison because his relative is like a pirate king, bad guy who is in charge of the smuggling ring that unbeknownst to him, Bonnie Bass is trying to infiltrate. Um, But he's like a hot roguish pirate prince. Um. And also, like, a disgraced French duke, or, like, his dad mm. was disgraced. But also, he's from the West Indies, too. So he's not white, and that's a whole thing. And he's hot, and he's got piercings, and he's a pirate. But he's pre- kind of lying about who he is so that he can work on this boat. And they're really into each other. Mm. And so there's I'm spies, excited. and they're pirates. I'm so excited. And they're sailing. And they get really turned on when they fight together. And also, if you're like, I want, like, campy pirates, it's good because there's, like, a young girl mm. also in it. Oh, yeah, because you said – like, learns how to talk like a pirate. Yeah. And she just mm-hmm. uses the most unhinged pirate language the whole time. Mm. And I respect that. So, Amelie, you got me. You got me with any she Duke does. in a Storm. I – that one I did a poll when I only had a few arcs to read and then I said – have since requested more um about which book i should or which arc i should do next and that one was the winner so i will be reading that probably again during winter break um because i just need the time to do it but wow that was so many books and we've both read so many books and we've talked about so many books and wow reading reading well we yeah. did it wow it was quite a 2024 what sorry 2023 <laughs> we're going into 20- the only person ever to confuse the future <laughs> year rather than the past year <laughs> look i don't 
the thing is when you work in publishing, you're working like yeah. a year or two in advance. Yeah. So I've been working on 2024 titles like mm-hmm. for months. What is time? I don't know. 2023. So long. Farewell. I read a lot of books. Uh, so many. So many. And many, many good ones. Mm-hmm. I know, because you were like, we're not doing contemporary, right? And you're, you're I like, would have no. a mental breakdown if we were yeah. including contemporary and other yeah. romances. Yeah. So, mm. there you go. Those that, That's our superlatives, our little wrap-up. You can check out our old school superlatives in last week's episode yes. if you haven't already. Um plans for next season are not completely set in stone yet so you'll hear about them mm-hmm. soonish at some point it'll happen yeah i think our first episode would probably be the 5th of january maybe oh we need a break oh yeah you're moving Duh. okay so right around then so the 12th we need a longer 19th? break than that i think it's gonna be so no January. February or something. Okay. So January is not we'll we'll keep you posted. Yeah. We haven't decided yet, but we have some plans in the works. Mm -hmm. Um and in the meantime you can go back and listen to episodes you've missed. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Um and also you can sign up to get a friendship bracelet. Sign up for that and sign up for our newsletter because there's that like weird F1 like we talked about other things it was like a half hour that we cut off of an episode oh my god i'm gonna turn our after hours um bonus podcast into an f1 podcast (laughs) just gonna keep bringing it up and every time i I bring it up you're gonna be like i'll cut this out and put it in the newsletter one (laughs) so that will happen sometime during this break of ours yeah um because i have to find what episode that was and then get the cut portion and figure that out um so that will be coming to you maybe a newsletter or something at some point um we'll do the christmas slash holiday slash chaos episode um try to get that out christmas eve morning so you can spend the holidays with us i don't know why you would be listening to us on christmas eve morning i don't either but there's no time left because i realized that tuesday would have been the day to do it and i did not do it so it's fine nothing matters Merry Christmas. You filthy Um, animals. And a happy new year. (sighs) Yeah. Um, Holiday, Christmas, so much stuff. Reading, happening. Brain. Fried. So true. So true and so relatable. Well. We love you. Feels underwhelming. But um, but, uh, that's it. We've wrapped it up. We've talked a lot. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays and happy new year. We will yes. see you in 2024. And thank you so much for being one of our throbbing members. We love our throbbing members. We so do. 